three, two, one. All right, Leftovers at Midnight, episode 20. Uh, no Eric this week. Uh, no us last week. Um, we skipped out, took a little break. And in case you don't remember Eric's uh, monologue on the last episode, he's going to be taking a break for a little bit, popping here and there. He's got some stuff going on he wants to focus on, and there's nothing wrong with that. So We support him fully. Yes. Wait, uh, you guys do? With that being said, how's everyone doing? Pretty good, pretty good. good. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a long couple of weeks since our last episode, for sure. It feels like a lot has happened in the last two weeks, but yeah, today for the most part was a pretty good day. Did you have to use your AK? Didn't even have to use it. That that's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hairline fresh, new cologne on. At least you have a hairline. I keep my cologne at my desk. Mm. This <laughs> it's it's Mankind Legacy by Kenneth Cole. Smells amazing. Yeah, you know what I keep on my desk? A gun. An Altoids tin filled with thumbtacks. What kind of monster are you? Well, it makes this cool noise. No, I'm For the recording, one who keeps isn't the it? Gun on my desk. Yeah, actually, I I used it as yeah. like a like a it's i wanted it to sound like spurs so i sampled just myself like shaking that one time and it sounds like walking in spurs it was really cool <laughs> you keep a gun at your desk alex but i keep my gun behind i have two you. i don't own a gun there's probably a gun within 20 feet of me right now i don't know where yeah it sucks we can't show them without getting flagged by youtube because right? they're all anti-gun now, but not anti-gun. They just very strict on all the rules and stuff. Uh, so <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about this week? We have some stuff uh, lined up to talk about, but is there anything else that we haven't mentioned in the pre-show that's that's on your mind? Um, I I kind of want to just jump right into the sensation sweeping the nation and causing striking fear into the hearts of Christian mothers across you this mean, country. The uh, the Lil Nas X video. You mean the sensation, <gasps> no. right? Oh my gosh, man! Sinfully wow. delicious, insane. So, I like the music video. It's it's I love art. It. He's an artist, and he made art. And quit being a fucking snowflake. You know, I don't, I don't yeah, see what's I mean, so offensive they're, they're, about it. They're getting all, they're getting just very offended about the imagery of, of Satan in the mm -hmm. video. Um, and a lot of people are going after Nas right now because it's quote unquote satanic, but they didn't go after three, six mafia like that. <laughs> you know, it has, it has very little to do with the satanic imagery and a lot to do with the fact that he's gay. I, think. I mean, they also didn't and go he's after got that Chris shoe Brown. Coming out. Does he? Does he have a shoe coming out? Oh, you haven't seen the shoes. Oh. I haven't seen the shoes. Oh. Hold on, let me look. There are There's 666 some. of them being made, and they yeah, all have yeah, a drop yeah. of human blood in them. And he's being sued for those yes. shoes. Wait, he, repeat that last part before he's being sued. There's a drop of human blood in each of them. Apparently, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, that's not legal. Why Is not? It? No, because after it's left your body, it's like trading. I think that's considered selling and trading in human body parts. It's public property, though. 
It's no longer yours. It's just kind of out there. Oh, I don't know if that's the case, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it leaving your body makes it not your blood. All right. I just want to look at the shoe. Bro, it's, it's dope. Shoe. It is. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Let me... oh, Those are article. sick. Let's see. So apparently he's under like he's facing a lawsuit mm -hmm. about yeah. them. Says that uh why why are they Nike is waging an this is from uh cbsnews.com. It says Nike's waging an all-out war with the devil. <laughs> That's the first sentence in this article which I love. <laughs> uh, the apparel company has successfully blocked the sale of Lil Nas X's Satan shoes, at least for now. So this is not Nike under fire. This is like the collaborator that they used for the shoe. Right. And it's, it says uh, U.S. District Court in New York approved Nike's request for a temporary restraining order against mischief. MSCHF, the art collective that collaborated with the rapper to create a pair of sneakers containing quotes, one drop of human blood. They use modified Nike Air Max 97s for the collaboration. So, it, it, does the like if I'm reading this correctly, it sounds like my, Nike didn't have anything to do with this shoe. No, no they did not. That, like, like this company Mischief bought 666 pairs of the Air Max 97s and then customized them. Yeah, yeah. which They're, is even uh, cooler to me. It's like, really I, cool. I'm I I don't know if any of our uh, viewers know this about me, but I'm I'm huge into sneakers and. The fact that there is a custom out there, this that's like iconic, dude. Like this is gonna, there's gonna be so many people trying to rip off this custom because it's, I mean, the shoe itself is not like a super, it's not a complicated design. It's it's, you know, it's just the black, uh, pretty much triple black Air Max ninety sevens with the red air soles and uh, the little pentagram medallion, and that's a really easy design to redo. Like you yeah. could just get a pair of black Air Max 97s and just do this yourself if you really wanted to. And I, I love the look of this shoe. That's dope. I can't believe they're getting sued over it. That's insane. Yeah, but I mean, shoes look dope. <laughs> I'd buy them. Yeah, it's pretty sick. And I love, so on a side note that is sort of related, so pentagrams, not at all inherently satanic. Again, Not at all inherently related to Satan worship. Not everybody like a knows leftover that. relic of an ideology from like the 70s and 80s where kids would go to graveyards and sacrifice their dog with a pentagram and they'd find the pentagrams and be like, oh, the Satanists were here. <laughs> it's kind of like how uh, people think an upside down cross is uh, immediately satanic and there's some other like, I don't so it's it's called something else. It's not a satanic cross, but it's things like that where people they hear something as a kid and they just run with it and believe it. Oh yeah. Well, yep. I believe I believe was it Saint Peter or Saint Paul that was actually crucified upside down. Saint Peter. That sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, and like he basically said, like I don't want to go out the way that Jesus did. I'm not worthy of it. So they hung him upside down. There you go. Where does Satan come into play? He well, Satan doesn't really come into play all that much in Satanism either, but <laughs> at least yeah. not like modern Satanism. There's definitely like different, you know, different denominations of Satanism. But if you do yourself a favor, 
if you're curious, look up what the core values of modern Satanism are. Now, we're talking... they're really wholesome. Just remember, you're talking Levian Satanism, not the Church of Satan. They're two different things. Um, let me think then of which one I mean. You're thinking Levian Satanism. Um... Yeah, yeah, the Church of Satan worships Satan, and Levian Satanism doesn't really have anything to do it's with actual Satan. It's more like Satan. worshiping the self. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, from what I understand with Satanism, the whole idea behind calling it Satanism was kind of like a, just like a, a troll on Christians because it was like so <laughs> ludicrous. Like they were like, oh, well, you guys are going to be Christians because you follow Christ. So because we're exactly the opposite of you, we're going to be the Satanists. Right. And I mean, right. From, if if that's I mean I, I'm not by no means am I an expert on the subject, but that's from what I understand is kind of how it went down. They're they're the same fuckers that anywhere someone puts up the Ten Commandments outside a courthouse, they're like, well, we want a Baphomet statue now. You can have you both, know? or you can have none. People yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't want. believe you can't believe in God without believing in Satan. Like like. It's funny to me how how people will denounce that kind of thing when it is like you can't look at the head side of a coin and deny that the tail side exists, you know? Right. This got real into Satanism way faster than I was expecting. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> it's Eric's gone. There's a new theme. <laughs> this is uh, Leftovers at Midnight. Uh, the leftovers are the leftover sacrifices at midnight right. that we are uh, discussing as we um, drink the blood of of a uh, dead goat and and pray to the almighty demon lord. Sacrifice gerbils. Hey. Well, oh, I mean, cool. after the horrors they've seen of going up some people's butts, I mean, you're, you're really, you're doing them a service. Yeah. Um, so Eric is still going to make our thumbnails for anybody curious as to... Um, if he still has anything to do with us since I mentioned earlier and he mentioned he'd still be involved, but not really um, filming with us. And I think I'm just going to give him a synopsis of the podcast. It's just Satanism. So when he makes a thumbnail, it's just episode 20 Satanism. Just or we could call it bit. butthole gerbils and then make him watch to figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like how we made Kyle. Uh, we figured Kyle would watch. And at the very end, we told him what to send us. and He did. Kyle, if you're watching, we love you. We love you, And we Kyle. miss you. Asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of loving this trend of, of Lil Nas and and just, like, because it, it's a, uh, as far as I know, like, Lil Nas is not, a, like, devoutly into the occult. I mean, he might be. The fact that he's releasing this shoe with, with the pentagram on it, like, Obviously, he's got some vested interest or, or some interest in the occult, but he's not like, so far as I've ever seen, he's not outspoken about the occult or anything like that. And I, I kind of love how he's sort of trolling the Karens of the world. I think that's what it really is, honestly, just a troll. Yeah. I mean, because he, he, he's in a, he's in our age range, our age range. Yeah, so. that blows my mind, dude. Yeah, dude. There, I mean, fucking. Um, I want to say he's like twenty-two or something. I don't know, but like, 
Did you guys see his like backstory video where he kind of talked about like when Old Town Road blew up and how that twenty one, like, how that affected his life and how things changed for him when he came out and everything and how he got like kicked Thanks out of his to- house and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I can't remember exactly if he got kicked out because he was gay, but I know that he was kicked out of his parents' house and he was living with his brother for a while, um, following coming out. And like he, like he was technically, I think when Old Town Road like went viral, he was like homeless. Yeah, which is totally insane to me. Like you go from homeless to fucking just balling out in like a year. How do you come out with a song? With fucking Billy Ray Cyrus, and no one knows who you are. I'm like, I mean, in, in all fairness, the target demographic for Old Town Road, I would say generally probably didn't know Billy Ray Cyrus, except for the fact that he was on Hannah Montana. At that, they're probably too young. They don't know who Hannah Montana is. Like, like, yeah, like mm. the the the. the <laughs> closest thing that they had to knowing who billy ray cyrus was aside from old town road was hannah montana and some yeah. of that like they're some of them are, are too young for even that like that yeah so, that breaks my achy you know, breaky heart yeah well <laughs> you know <clears throat> you know i just hate yeah. the way he says guitar in that song my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a country boy I'm gonna say that country boy, I love I you. Love. <laughs> uh, ooh, my audio peaked on OBS. Um, my dad met Billy Ray Cyrus once. Said he was super, super nice. He was just like standing on a corner on tennis in some place in Tennessee. My dad was traveling for uh, work in radio. <laughs> yeah, being Although, someplace in Tennessee that tracks. Yeah, just like standing there, my dad's like, "Hey," he's like, "Hey, hey, buddy, how you doing?" You know, they had like a whole conversation. So he was super, super cool. I can, I can totally believe that Billy Ray Cyrus is a nice guy. He's gotten so much shit over the years. He has that <laughs> like, aura to him where he's just yeah. like, you, you're like a father figure. <laughs> like, like he's a good old boy, but like not the bad kind, you know. As far as we know, yeah. <laughs> well, he hasn't been me tooed or outed for being racist, so that's good. Yeah. I hope my mom was in uh my mom was in a Kenny Chesney video like before Kenny Chesney got famous she was in a music video for him. Fuck. That's pretty cool. My sister dated the vocalist of a uh, a very popular metal band uh from Tampa. Not going to say the name uh cuz that'll probably dox me. I'll tell you guys after though. Okay. Uh, they were they were engaged and everything and uh my dad didn't I don't know if he didn't care for him or he just was kind of like iffy about him. But um, you and I have a mutual friend, Tommy, um, who knows him and has toured with him. Says he's super, super cool. And I'll I'll, I'll explain more after the podcast because I I can't really explain more without making sense, without not making sense. All right, I'm not going to sit here in 20 questions you to try and silently figure right. out what friend it is that we're talking about. Right. But, um, but, but uh, th- this guy went from being like this like shitter that my dad was just like, all you do is scream into a microphone and this, that, and the other, and then just fucking blows up and he's touring Europe and, you know, all these other fucking crazy ass places. 
and that reminds me of like like Lil Nas, like how he got kicked out for being gay. And now I'm sure that he's huge and somebody famous. His parents are like, Oh, hey, you you wanna you wanna come back or like have some money? You know, it's that kind of shit. Or like you don't like someone, they blow up and you're like, Oh, you're actually really cool, man. You're super dope. Fake friends. friends. I'm sorry, fake people. Not that my dad's fake, but I mean my dad still doesn't really like him. <laughs> yeah, see, like your dad kind of strikes me as a guy, like, regardless of how famous somebody got, he'd be like, eh, he's famous, but he's a prick. <laughs> like <laughs> one person my dad doesn't like that's uh famous is Trace Adkins. Okay. Super weird. My dad used to work for ASCAP. And if you guys don't know uh who ASCAP is. Um, they do like licensing and stuff like that for radio it's stations. It's like that, that game on your phone where you buy and sell like businesses and you make yeah, a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, my dad was at a hotel, and yeah, Trace Adkins had to accept an award there. He made everybody in the entire hotel leave or building leave, so he could accept this award, and he gave them permission to come back inside when he was done. That is some level of ego and just like overall douchiness that nobody on this planet needs to have. Not even fucking Leonardo DiCaprio would have that kind of ego to him, you know? Well, and Leonardo DiCaprio is like, you know, apparently extremely down to earth from what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I've heard really good things about him. Y'all saw the, the Lil Dicky video for Earth, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Earth. So good so good but he's just like we know you know if the aliens come and like i feel like leonardo dicaprio should be our ambassador because like he's like the peak of humanity that Danny video DeVito. that song was magnificent little dicky for whatever reason always gets some of the best features you could possibly think of in the best possible way i love it uh, he did bring chris brown in one time yeah, uh, he did bring Chris Brown in. Was it a hit song? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you did there, Robbie. <laughs> Chris Brown. Oh, what the fuck? I you don't want to do that? No. You no. haven't seen that video, dude? No, I don't so, like Chris Brown. So I'm not, by no means a Chris Brown stan, uh, but the oh, video God. is hilarious. It also it features it features Ed Sheeran, it features DJ Khaled in that song, it features uh, Kendall Jenner. <laughs> like, you sh- you should watch the video; it's funny. Okay, what what's the the video? What's the song? It's Freaky called Freaky Friday. Friday. Okay, I think you guys can meet one. Uh, go on, Alex. I think the peak of humanity is Danny DeVito. That dude is like, <laughs> superbly wholesome. All right. I feel like he's a gremlin at heart. He does have chaotic goblin energy for sure. He yeah. does, but you remember the movie Matilda? No. Yeah. The the actress for Matilda, I guess her mom like died of cancer really shortly after and Danny DeVito took care of that actress as much as he could. Like he's super wholesome. Thank you. Thank you, dear Baphomet, for Danny DeVito. <laughs> Thank you, base God. Praise Satan. Can I say that? Yeah, you go for it. You want. 
Hail Satan, whatever you want. Um, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying Alice can say that if he wants to. Um, what were you going to say, Robbie? If you guys could meet any like celebrity or famous musician, if you want to categorize them the same, sure. Uh, who would it be? Living or anyone ever? Living. Okay. Okay. Um, I would. I want to. I really want to take a picture with Chris Pratt, like in the same outfit that Chris Pratt is wearing. Why? Because I did a face swap with Chris Pratt one time, and you couldn't tell that I had done a face swap. <laughs> So I really, really want to... Now, I'm pretty sure he's taller than me. I'm pretty sure he's a couple inches taller than me. But I really want to, like, wear the same clothes as him and take, like, a doppelganger photo with Chris Pratt. I don't know if he would be the first person that I would, like, use my one meet-a-celebrity wish to meet. But that's that's on the list for sure. I, uh... That's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Huh, okay. I just want to get my ass handed to me in a debate with Bill Burr. <laughs> Why? Because it's Bill Burr. He's funny, dude. He's, He's really I, funny. Like, if we're going to go to cancel culture for a minute, I feel like you can't cancel Bill Burr. Because he'll cancel you instead. <laughs> <laughs> um... Maybe. Oh. I don't know. I, I haven't watched enough Bill Burr to, to be able to agree with you. His stand-up is fucking hilarious, dude. I have he's seen his stand-up. I know he's a super funny guy. It's not a matter of whether I'm interested in watching Bill Burr. I, just haven't, I haven't done it. Um, Let's see. If I, could live, if I could meet one celebrity alive. Chris Pratt is alive. Yeah, no, but he's not my one pick. That was just the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> The guy who plays Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Haley Williams, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. OG Bay. Mm -hmm. OG, mm. I think you mean current G, son. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's Haley Williams. It's, it's fair. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, so. everybody would from our age group. For me, it would definitely be Corey Taylor. Like, mm. I've listened to... Just about every book, if not every book, I don't know, that he's put out. And, <clears throat> like, the stories that he has and, like, his whole coming to story and, like, his rise to fame and his, like, addiction problems and, like, what he did while recording some Slipknot records and just his whole life in general is super interesting. And I'd love to, like, sit down and pick his brain about the industry and all this other stuff and he just seems like a super cool guy to uh to hang out with and have coffee with he doesn't he doesn't drink alcohol anymore i don't think and i don't drink coffee so it'd be like waters but still <laughs> <laughs> i'm like can i have a water with you sir herbal tea, herbal tea yeah <laughs> imagine sitting down with one of the most famous metal vocalists of all time to drink herbal tea I'd love to get him on the podcast he is my dream guest for this that would be insane that would be, that would be insane I would have a panic attack just like tonight's the night tonight's the, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder what that would cost. Like he would like just, just based on, I would pay for him to come renown, on. 
like I wonder if he would like charge for that interview. Just to, and it's not like we're sitting here like hardballing, right. you know, members of the music industry. We literally sit here and bullshit for an hour and a half. Yeah, but like if if there was an option where if you give Corey Taylor four thousand dollars, he'll come on your podcast for an hour. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. That's an experience I'll never get again. For one, and two, I I get to meet like somebody I've looked up to since I was like eleven. That'd be sick. Like, be worth it. I'll pay four grand to have a fucking hour long conversation with Corey Taylor. I'll pay whatever the fuck I I can. Yeah, that would be rad. We can yeah. dream. We, we can, can dream. And then hopefully if we uh, get big enough one day, we'll just be like, yo, I got this podcast, bro. <laughs> Come on it. Okay, sure. <laughs> so, uh, Tommy. Yes. You got some, uh, you got some tattoos there. One of them's looking kind of new. Yeah, it's a little crispy, and I love her. Hold on, let me, uh, little stabby. But oh, that's sick. She's my, my Viking warrior priestess. Uh, I'm going to just give a quick shout out to uh, my artist. I've known her for more than half of my life. Uh, Severin Jowers at Poison Apple Tattoos did this for me, as well as everything else you see on my skin here. Um, and she's incredible. Uh, she, we basically kind of like, we, we showed up at the shop at like one and then by like, because we, we had no design, we had nothing. We, we started at, at one o'clock, had the design ready by four and had it on my skin completely by nine, like just That's five awesome. hours straight, just blasting. And it was, it was awesome. This was probably so far, like the tattoo itself was not as painful as any of the ones I have on my upper arms, but the healing process of like the swelling on this was way more painful in this spot than it was on anywhere, any other spot. I don't know what it was. If it's just cause it's like closer to like muscle tissue than it is up here or what, but like I had ice on it for a couple of days, but as far as like the scabbing and stuff, it's actually healing better than most of my other ones did. So I'm, I'm stoked about that, but yeah, get your tattoos from Severin Jowers at, uh, poison apple tattoos or from robbie's artist don't from his tattoo don't 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 dox me i'm not trying to dox you i'm trying to i'm trying to shout out and that's why i didn't say anything i was just okay 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 the studio is right the studio is right by my house that's why i don't all right yeah yeah don't uh, so it doesn't matter who doesn't doesn't matter who it is when i move i will say the name he's really good (laughs) So for now, yeah, poison apple tattoos. Seven Yeah, go spend your money. That's where Do I it. go. She's really good. She's really good. I've seen Do a it. lot of their work. Yeah. Um, I got tattooed as well. Wow, look at that. Yeah, let's see. It. Let's see your... So it's kind of scabby. I got it done on Sunday. So it looks so Looking much better sick. with the color too. Like it's a it does. Spaceman playing a guitar with some space stuff. This has to blend more. He has to finish the inside of my arm. Get all that colored in. Goes up to my shoulder. Um, uh, that, it'll, that, it'll look super good whenever it's complete. That shoulder cap, like this right here, this mm-hmm. little forked tongue right here is probably the most painful part of any tattoo that I've had done. Either that or like right back here. I don't know why, but like when, when she got to that spot, it was just like, just Dude, horrible. I was falling asleep. 
The only well, thing I felt, Mister Billy Badass over here. The only thing I felt on the entire tattoo was right when he got closer to in here. That's about it. For the first two hours, I was just like, then the adrenaline kind of wore off, and I was like, oh, there's a fucking, there's a pointy thing going in out of my skin. Okay. But um, yeah. watching the liner needle go in, huh? So satisfying. That, oh no, dude, that just like like watching the liner needle is is almost like. The pain of it isn't as bad as watching how far pain. in it goes. You and I are so completely different when it comes to tattoos. I heal really fast, and you don't heal as fast as I do. I don't heal as fast as most people, I don't think. Okay. To be honest, like most of the people that I know who have tattoos are way past the point that I'm at at, at the amount of time that uh, it's been healing. Yeah. But yeah, like I got my tattoo, what, a week before you did? Mm-hmm. Almost a day. And like you're you're already past the point that I am as far as the healing process goes, like what, five days later? Yeah, the swelling's almost gone down in my uh, uh, bicep and everything completely. I need a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're next on the, uh, the roulette, Alex. You. Huh? Yeah. I said, I know someone who could tattoo you. <laughs> what are you going to get from Tommy's Artist? And when are you going to get it? And where is it going to go? Biohazard mm-hmm. tattoo. Dead center of the forehead. <laughs> A 3090 <laughs> right across his chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because Eric's gone, don't think we're not going to be keeping up on that 3090 shit. Cause... I'm thinking uh, something like fire related Golden ratio okay. shit. So you're a nerd is what you're saying. Yes, I'm a fucking nerd. That's okay. I almost got uh I almost got Ohm's Law tattooed on me. Not as a vapor reference. I know, well, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Just because it's I was a horseshoe. Thinking about getting, I was thinking about getting the Ohm's Law equation right there. I'm not gonna do that though. Ooh. Surprise cat. <laughs> he wanted up. I can't bring my cats in here because we have all these jars of herbs and things that my fiance uses for uh, for her Etsy store and for her for her purposes, um, and he will try to eat them. Porpoises. That's fair. Uh, speaking on getting stuck on tattoo ideas and getting stuck in general, you guys heard about that ship, the Ever Given, right? It's a horrible segue, but yes, I know. That was a I tried. ten out of ten segue. <laughs> 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 so yeah the Suez Canal jeez I'm just I'm I'm sorry but can you imagine being the first person after they freed it the kind of power you would have <laughs> so how did they free it <clears throat> the tide really kind of did really? it but they they tried to like dig it out and I guess the tide helped it finally get free so it wasn't even some like amazing feat of human engineering. It's just like, oh well, yeah, we just waited long enough. And <laughs> I mean, shit. All they needed was a couple of snatch blocks and some trucks going in opposite directions, and it would have worked. Because sna- put two pit bulls on either end of it with a with a good chunk of rope, right? Go I mean, snatch blocks are amazing. So they would have fixed anything. Pitbull really that strong? Pitbull the rapper? Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> he can be anywhere anytime you need him. He's like a superhero. <laughs> Mr. Pitbull, the ship is stuck. Could you imagine you're getting robbed? You're like, Somebody help me. And Pitbull just shows up right behind you, just Dolly. Oh my god. Captain <laughs> Worldwide. Thanks, Pitbull. Everybody gets one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, I was watching a video and they were showing like rapper cereals and I can't pull it up right now, but check this out. Fruity Pitbulls. <laughs> Have you guys seen, you'll see these at gas stations, like, like, you know, independently owned franchises of gas stations. They're called wrap snacks. Yeah, mm -hmm. they look good. They have like Migos. They had, yeah. I think, Queen Latifah. Cardi B, I think. Yeah, Cardi B has one. They ha they're just chips that are that have pictures of rappers on them. They're called rap snacks. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever saw that. I was on my way. We were we were running away from Hurricane Irma, and we were we stopped at this gas station um, on our way up to Tallahassee, and it was like the only gas station for like, you know, thirty miles. And it, we had to wait in line to like get in because at that point, like everybody was there was no gas anywhere because of Irma and no none of the trucks were moving with gas. So yeah. um, we're on our way up to Tallahassee, and I'm going. I go in there, and they have like <clears throat> just like a collection of like fake uh, fake sports memorabilia, like hats and stuff. Uh, and then like right next to that, they've got just packages of generic long cut white t-shirts bandanas wrap snacks <laughs> like in that order it was magnificent and i i just saw that and i could not believe my mind that's i've never had them i've never eaten them i've only yeah, ever seen either. them in yeah i've just seen them stores, but... what do you guys got planned for easter not a whole lot dude I'm going to stay home. Me too. Yep. We, we Making the safe and responsible COVID-19 decision to stay in my house during mm -hmm. Easter, mainly because I just don't want to go anywhere. I am pre-registered for my vaccine. So in the state of Florida, yeah. everybody under like 40 can get vaccinated next week. So I'm pre-registered for the first available appointment. April 4th, I think, is yeah. the actual date. So... Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you could pre-register until today. Mm. I need to do that as soon as possible. Yeah. Because I am. If you need a link, I'll send it to you. Friggin' stick me. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Vaccinate me, daddy. Skin, please. W what? Oh, you heard me. No, I didn't. I, didn't well, the, I heard daddy. I said vaccinate <laughs> me, daddy. Yes. <laughs> I support mandatory vacations. <laughs> <laughs> that gets so many people it's fantastic i didn't realize it i knew i i had a feeling that you were trolling either way but i didn't realize it when i saw that picture until way later like after somebody else had commented on it um i posted a link in the discord for you so you're all set to go oh you sweet want. thanks yeah. i would say sick but really not sick yeah 
Well. What? Well. well. He would say that it was sick that you did that. Oh, okay. So I was on the right track. Here's a here's a good question that no. we talked about earlier. Um, is Paul Bunyan a kaiju? I think he is. I think I, he I is. Think he is. I mean, so so Paul Bunyan's a kaiju. Does that mean Clifford the Big Red, Big Red Dog is a kaiju? One hundred percent. Does it also mean that um, that uh, the Green Giant from like the corn cans is a jolly also green a giant? Yeah. Yeah. I would. Well, the jolly green giant is basically fight. Hulk. Like Paul Bunyan versus Clifford versus the jolly green giant. Clifford would win. Oh, but Paul Bunyan is so? public domain, right? I don't know. Yeah, but Clifford's a big red dog. I definitely think Paul Bunyan beats the the big green giant. Uh, just because Paul Bunyan's whole thing is chopping down trees. Yeah. But then it's just a matter of does a lumberjack beat a dog? Like normal size lumberjack versus normal size dog. Giant lumberjack versus giant dog. It's the same fight. It's just I a mean, matter of proportion. We're talking about fights. Has anyone seen Godzilla versus Kong yet? I haven't. I haven't. I want to, but I haven't seen it. Uh, I kind of want to. I haven't seen Skull Island either, so. I kind of want to see that before I watch Godzilla vs. Kong. That's fair. Sorry to spoil it, but Goku wins. Ah, Shit, dude. Fucking Goku. Damn, the only I person was... who could beat Goku is Ben 10. Because Ben 10 could turn into Goku. Yes, but Ben 10 would have all the abilities that Goku doesn't even know he has yet. Oh my Which version god, of bro. Hmm. Doesn't matter, because Goku never reached maximum power. But GT Go is not canon. So, what if there was GT Goku versus Ben 10? Well, it would still, still wouldn't matter. He could still beat him. Yeah. Even, but what if his Omnitrix runs out? Then he's fucked. Well, are we talking so, old Ben 10? Or young Ben 10. Yeah, which which Ben 10 lore are we talking about here? Whichever one the Omnitrix runs out of. <laughs> like Masters of the Omniverse. This is getting way more into Ben 10 lore than I thought we were that I than I, I never even thought really I'd existed. be talking about Ben 10 lore. <laughs> Dude, Ben 10 was a great show. <laughs> yes, I, it I was. Care. Like, I would go back today and watch Ben 10 again. Same with, like, Teen Titans. I had an Omnitrix, dude. Huh? You did? Yeah. Nerd. Oh, I wanted one so bad. I wore it to Winn-Dixie one time. <laughs> Do you, uh... Like, last week? Yeah. <laughs> you remember those was getting dual discs from Yu-Gi-Oh? I had one of those. I had one, I had too, one yeah, of those, actually. too. I got it yeah. secondhand, like, way later. <laughs> Man, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh on that thing all the fucking oh, time. They were cheap would, as shit. I would, see, yeah. I would see people like back when there was there was a point when I was going to Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, which didn't last long for me because I got over Yu-Gi-Oh by like eleven. So I didn't, I wasn't playing for very long and going to tournaments. Where at the time it was not weird to me that dudes like in their late thirties and early forties were playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Now, now I would say it's a different story, but ten or fifteen years ago, 
dudes in their mid forties playing Yu-Gi-Oh at like books a million against 10 year olds. Like that's <laughs> a little strange to me. Kid, I'm going to win. They it's not the same like piss too. It's not the same as Magic the Gathering. No. I think the reason I think the reason I think it's weird is because Yu-Gi-Oh came from a show, right? I think well, yeah. was Yu-Gi-Oh a manga or a show first? I think it was a mango first. Yeah, oh, mango. Way, like it came from it came from some from source material that is that is like the target demographic is children. You know? I need to find out was Yu-Gi-Oh a manga? Well, I know it has a manga. I just don't know if it was originally a manga and then the show and then the card game or uh, what order that was. Oh my god. Pretty sure card game Card games on motorcycles? pretty, Pretty sure it was manga, show, card game. Or show, manga, card game. No, yeah, it was show first because the spin-off manga came after the show, I think. Okay. I'm looking at the wiki right now. I don't know. It is a Japanese manga series about gaming written and illustrated by Kazuki Takahashi. It was serialized in Shonen Jump between Hell 1996 yeah. and 04. So we didn't start seeing the TV shows in... Well, let's see. 1998 was when Yu-Gi-Oh! first was the TV show. Oh. That's insane. Because I remember being like eight or nine when I saw Yu-Gi-Oh! for the first time. So it was (laughs) a TV show first. Uh, No, it was a manga first. In 1996, it was a manga. And then two years later, they started producing the anime. And then it became yeah. the card game. Like the card game right, came yeah. last after the TV show. Um, well, wasn't Pokemon? Did Pokemon come? Oh, it was what was the, the show in the card game? Pocket Monsters. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I mean, de- Pokemon definitely had. Uh, a longer run than Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, did. It's still fucking going, dude. Well, so much Yu-Gi-Oh. Is Yu-Gi-Oh still going? Yeah. Huh? I don't know about the Is show. It? What? Dude, they started a new Yu-Gi-Oh series. Is it? Is that anime or is that manga? I want to say that's manga. No, no, that's part of the anime anime franchise overview. Is that they've started a new Yu-Gi-Oh series in April four, uh, April fourth, twenty twenty. So we're about a year anniversary almost of when they made the most recent Yu-Gi-Oh series and it's still running. Cartoon Network? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say where it's where it aired on. It might be oh, one of those uh, things. Tokyo. Oh, so then yeah, Japan first and then we'll get it this year or next year or something. Power Rangers yeah. and shit does that too. Well, they had holy yeah. crap. There's so many Yu-Gi-Oh series. So there's Yu-Gi-Oh and then there's Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Monsters, which I think is the one that we watched. Yeah, so we saw Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters was like the original anime that released in Japan. Um, and then it just changed. I think it just changed to straight up Yu-Gi-Oh! when it came to the States. Probably. 
And I'm sorry, I don't and know if you guys after mentioned that, there it. was Yu-Gi-Oh GX and then Yu-Gi-Oh Capsule Monsters, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Five Ds mm-hmm. at the same yeah. time. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Zexal, Yu-Gi-Oh Zexal Two, Yu-Gi-Oh Arc V, Yu-Gi-Oh Vrains. I don't know what that means. Vrains. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens came out last year. Here's the sad (laughs) thing about Yu-Gi-Oh! Jar of Greed is still the most broken card. (laughs) It's so funny to see cards like... Like, people are paying money for, like, a starter Yu-Gi deck. Yeah, dude. From, Mm -hmm. like, 03, 02. Which is insane, because I had all those cards and threw them away. (laughs) Yeah, because we didn't think they'd be shit. Well, they were so common. It's not like, it's not like they were, you know, rares back then, and then they just appreciated. Like you could go to any freaking Toys R Us, you could go to any KB Toys or Walmart, Kmart, Target, like any major department store. You could buy that starter Yugi deck, and you'd be fine. Like there was no shortage of them. If you couldn't get it at one store, you'd get it at the next. So. You know, you never would have thought, oh, these will be rare someday. But it's the same thing happens with Pokemon cards, I guess. You know, like those uh, those collectible cards from the movies back then are going for, you know, thousands of dollars at this point. I wish I still had them because I remember seeing the movie in theaters. I have those. My aunt, uh, my aunt has like, do you remember when Burger King did Pokemon toys? Yeah, the golden little cards. They had those golden, they were the little golden, like a gold bar that had Mm -hmm. uh, Mew printed on it. I have one somewhere. Yeah, I have one. It has a bunch of those still in the packages. Oh, wow. I bet she could make some money with that now. She'll never sell it. I highly doubt she'd ever sell it. I have another aunt that has that, the, the full three set of hollow. Uh, Pokemon 2000 or Pokemon 1998 like movie release cards the Charizard uh, Charizard Venusaur and uh, Blastoise mm-hmm. and they're I think the highest price I saw them go for was like four grand I told her this like this was like within the last couple of months and she's gonna save them and not sell them probably like she'll probably you know keep them until she dies that's how like all all of that side of my family is is like very hold on to it because it might be worth something and then they just never do anything with it (laughs) yeah those um those cards aren't worth shit they're like 18 bucks which ones the gold-plated ones really yeah well maybe she's just a little bit crazy then (laughs) i know my mom my mom used to connect collect beanie babies Dude. Ooh, those were worth a lot of money. Yeah, my mom had hundreds of them, and she had some rare ones back when we lived in, in Knoxville, and uh, mm-hmm. somebody stole them from her and pawned them. Oh, wow. Yeah, like money. Stuff yeah. that now, like if she still had it now, she could probably live off of the money that she made from just selling all of her Beanie Babies. That's unfortunate. That is. You, you uh, <clears throat> had a topic about New York, Tommy? Yeah, so New York officially uh, signed the bill to legalize oh. recreational marijuana. 
which is absolutely sick. Um, just so not only did they uh, legalize marijuana in New York, they're also expunging the records of anybody who has um, charges related to marijuana. Um, let me see. I've got the article pulled up here. And it's funny because uh, this is all because Cuomo's like under investigation for sex scandals. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, fuck it. I'm going. Safe face, right? Um, so let me see. They they have like an exemption or like a like a special section of this bill that applies to um people who have drug charges related to marijuana yeah i think it's um anything that would be legal under the new bill would get expunged mm -hmm. so i don't think like like selling and stuff would be expunged but i think just simple possession yeah new york has eliminated penalties of possession for less than three ounces of cannabis for those 21 and older which three ounces is a good amount like it's a good amount yeah. Uh, and with a greater quantity allowed to be stored at home in a secure place. So those three ounces, that's just your traveling weed. <laughs> you got your weed savings account back home, but three ounces, that's your traveling weed. Um, so as it stands currently, the uh, based on how the law is and the infrastructure required for cannabis sales in New York, it's looking like it's going to be between like 18 to uh, 24 months for stores to be able to sell it um so it's not like right now they could turn around and like you know put weed in whatever store they wanted there's a lot of you know red tape to cut through before that can happen but they've opened the door for it the effects as far as like uh decriminalizing it and and um you know possession under three ounces etc are um in effect immediately, but the 18 to 24 months is for retail locations. Um, you can't, you can't sell weed without a license. So like you couldn't illegally distribute it. Um, but it says, uh, let's see. It says penalties still apply for people selling illegally without a license. You can give cannabis products to others who meet the legal requirements, though. Yeah, it's just like alcohol. Like, you can make your own alcohol. You can't sell it, but you can give it. Oh, that's another thing. So patients, medical patients, can grow marijuana at home. People planning to grow recreational uh, marijuana can do so 18 months after the opening of the first dispensary. So they are still leaving in place laws for growing not leaving in place laws for growing but the law basically says that after 18 months following the opening of new york's first dispensary they will allow people to grow their own marijuana recreationally so that they can stimulate the industry the, the yeah that makes industry sense in new york um but you can grow up to six plants at home and 12 plants per household currently uh the patients looking to grow medical marijuana can do so six months after the bill is enacted. So six months from now, they will be able to grow their own medical cannabis. Um, but there are uh, provisions, I think, for uh, – it says you can't use marijuana products at dispensaries except for designated consumption sites. And then it says think cigar lounges. So 
there could be a time within the next few years that you could, you know, you could walk through the street in New York and there is a weed lounge you can go smoke in. Which I think is kind of crazy. I mean, I got a buddy out in Colorado right now who's like smoking his ass off in public and no one gives a shit. Huh. That's awesome. It is yeah. awesome. Um, so this, is, this is a huge move. Uh, I know that there is a bill in the works. It's not like fully written and, and drafted yet, but there's a bill being drafted to federally decriminalize marijuana, uh, leaving it up to the discretion of the state to recriminalize it after it's become federally legal. Yeah. Yep, because there's a war on drugs and the drugs are winning. Very true. It's like Vietnam. Vietnam won that war too. So earlier, I linked you guys an article and said, "Don't read it yet." Dear, yeah, I haven't looked at it. I don't even know what the title says. Don't read it. The headline of this title, or the title of this article, is "We spoke to a guy who got his dick locked in a cage by a hacker." So, this company put out these. what are they calling them? Um, Internet connected chastity cages. Yes, those things. <laughs> and it um, clamps around your dick, and your partner can control it via the internet, and all this other fun shit. And this dude got interviewed by by Vice. Said, "Hey, my name is Sam Summers. I think is his name, um, or something." And yeah, uh, I have this, that, and this, and these hackers, they wanted um, a bunch of Bitcoin to unlock it. They said, your cock is mine now. And <clears throat> he gave Vice this whole elaborate story. Turns out he's a comedian named Lewis Spears. None of that actually happened. He does this. like He's done this so many times. And um, there's a video that details him trolling Vice. All he did was email them and say, this happened to me. They sent back, cool, let's set up an interview. Did no fucking research at all. Well, here's the kicker. During his interview, he name-dropped the show that's coming up for him, the venue, um, the ticket price, and something else, I think. So he threw in little words to promote his fucking stand-up comedy show that is happening. So... It's happening in South Melbourne, so he drops something about that. Um, he said their safe word is rubber chicken. That's the name of the venue. Ooh, excuse me. He said he paid uh, $35 for these vice grips or these uh, these bolt cutters to get it off his dick. $35 is the ticket price. And there was something else. Oh, my God, dude. The Imagine. most elaborate ruse ever on vice. And then... The company put out a statement saying, hey, we fixed this flaw in our system. This shouldn't be happening again. He didn't think it actually happened, but I guess there's other victims it's happened to or something like that. So he made this like internet-connected chastity cover um, safer for everybody to use on complete accident. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I'm not here to yuck anybody else's yum, man. <laughs> yep. Like, like, do your thing. Be yourself. With consent. And this guy Change made right. this guy made kink safer for 
for people to enjoy. And he I did. can get behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking Golly, what a story brilliant. though. Like he's brilliant. Moly. Just start to finish, it was fully interesting the whole way. Yeah. So what fucking Um, here's a quote. I don't have a scar or anything, but I was bleeding and it fucking hurt. I started freaking out a bit. I was just panicking at that point. Like he went into that kind of detail. That was him cutting it off of his dick. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So is there a story that has happened to you that you feel like someone could troll vice with? Uh, Not that I can think of off the top of my head. No? Alex, do you have a story that you feel like if someone else lied and said it happened to them, they, they could troll Vice with it? Vice will... Vice picks up a lot of stories. I mean, it's probably <laughs> not as easy as you... Or not as hard as you'd think. I guess. I don't know. I just... I like... I've I've heard some crazy like wacky stories from people that I definitely feel like someone could use their story to troll Vice and promote their comedy show with for sure. Oh uh, yeah, I got a question for you guys. What's up? According to you, what does this generation lack? Not our generation, but the newer generation. I think it'd be Gen Z. Um. In in what way does this generation lack something in, that in general? Have? What do they lack? Hmm. What is your boomer version against the millennials? Like, if you were a boomer and you had to say some shit against millennials, what would you say against Gen Z? Uh, the middle parts are bad. Like most of the time, objectively, and not on everyone, but stylistically, flat middle parts not that's never gonna look good I so they lack style i don't think that well I don't what do you think, think they lack i uh, but i think that i don't know that's i guess that's not a great a great example but i i do not like the middle part hair trend at all Tom, all rocking. i can have is a middle part <laughs> well you have like a middle and a side and a side part i got the side <laughs> hair <laughs> So you got a side part on both sides and a middle part. <laughs> See, At least you don't have listen, man. Be bald, be proud. Don't ever comb your hair over. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that teacher on Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide whose hair was just like glued in a circle yeah. around his head? <laughs> mm -hmm. I um, think this generation sorry. lacks manners. Hard. Mm -hmm. I know a oh, few no. people who need to uh, step up their game uh, when it comes to treating people right and eating and just overall, like, basic manners. They're very, uh, I, don't, I don't know how else to, how else to say it, but I know, I know a few people who really make me take a step back and I'm like, damn, you're really fucking entitled. You need to be put in your place hard. Yeah. In all fairness... Every generation will say that about the generation after them. Yeah. There you go. Everyone I will. Think... And 
I think that part of that comes from the fact that like the only time that you really give a shit about paying attention to somebody based on their generation is when they're doing something that is negative. Not you specifically, but like just in general, like when you think of Gen Z, it's almost like a derogatory term the same way millennial has become a derogatory term from boomers and vice versa. Mm. And like, you know, I know plenty of people who would be considered boomers that are totally fine people and are not boomers, right? Yeah. You know, plenty of people who are millennials who fully embody the term millennial, but also, you know, people from that same generation who had nothing to do with any of the stuff that people talk about about millennials. So I think that part of that is like, yeah, Gen Z, they, they, you know, have, they spend too much time on their phones or whatever, you know, it, because the negativity of it is the only thing that sticks out. It's not necessarily just them. It's just that the negative, like the shitty portions of that generation are the ones you pay attention to. Is our yeah. I think um, what they're lacking in general is like a lack of attention span. I think that's, that's the big, the big one for me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that was the top answer I saw on Reddit. Yeah. Was I mean, it? It's definitely like a, like a, a, a well-trained thing in the brains of, of like young kids now because they, like we lived in a really weird time as far as like how quickly technology became readily available to people. Mm-hmm. Like we we remember both playing outside and also spending days inside playing video games all day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. within the same couple of years, within you know three four years between like eight and twelve, we were out there playing outside, playing video games back and forth until eventually outside became place to be feared and we get this pale um <laughs> but you know ink looks good though the sun is a deadly laser <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's definitely like a conditioned meant like psychological phenomenon i guess that like they have not grown up in a world without a screen in every house at least one you know yeah absolutely years were spent very much so like bathing in technology which is i mean on one hand it used like you say it is going to be a shorter attention span but on the other hand it's like the the amount of progress that's been made just since they were born is so staggering that like it, it kind of makes me like excited for the future thinking about that it's like these these kids have been engaging with the product of science their entire life yeah but when was the last time they kind of stopped and just thought about stuff looked at things you know i mean i remember growing up you know we could go and sit on a bench in a park and just stare at the trees for a while if they can't sure film they can it for tiktok that. then they don't want to do maybe it maybe you were a weird kid alex <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was I? yeah i never went and stared at trees homie uh, i mean i'm not like i never sat out on a park bench just to look at the trees I, not not really not like I remember being the, really bored in car rides. <laughs> yeah. Until I got my Game Boy Advance that you could play through the light of the fucking yep. street lamps. Um, or then you had the little light you could Yeah, I was going to say. I was a cool kid. SP. I had the clip on. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, the SP was the like backlit. a groundbreaking invention. Yeah. Holy crap. Do you remember the Game Boy Micro? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wanted one so bad. I don't know why. Me too. Screen was so small. 
I remember exactly where they were at the Walmart near me. They had consoles <laughs> on display, and then around the side where the Walmart has like that little part start of the aisle, like the the width of it, that's where they kept the consoles. They I had really DS's, PS2, and micros. I really want to get a Retroid two. They're really hard to find now, I guess, but it's an emu- it's a handheld emulator, and it goes from uh, Commodore sixty four all the way to PSP. Wow. What's it called? Yeah. Retroid 2. Um, I was looking at them to see how much they were on Amazon, and they are, like, sold out on Amazon. Uh, the The concept of selling emulators is, like, kind of a moral gray area, I guess. Yeah. Because technically they're not actually running Nintendo's operating system for their for their consoles. But they are selling something that is used to play licensed content illegally. So, like, it, it, like it, it's hard to find them. You usually find them like secondhand on eBay or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, but they're super duper cool, and it's like it's a really cool handheld by design too. Just like physically, it's got two joysticks on it. It's got all the buttons. Like, I've been in the world of trying to emulate old consoles for a decent amount of time. I'm not good at it. I will say I'm not good at it, but um, yeah, I I definitely would love to just have everything all in one go and not ever have to like load up a new emulator and learn how to put ROMs on it and learn how to run the installer to make sure that it works and the the whole thing that goes with it. It'd be super cool to just have it all in one. Yeah, I would just I have a Raspberry Pi Retro Pi. I would build one of those if I had the patience to put one together. I want to build like, like an arcade cabinet with one. Well, they have they have kits you can buy that are um that are handheld uh Pi consoles. Mm-hmm. Either Pi or Arduino based consoles that are literally like they're super super to- uh tight looking, man. Most of the time the enclosures are 3D printed. So, like, if I wanted to build one, I could print the enclosure myself and then just order the parts for it and put it together. But I don't really know that much about coding at all, and I don't know anything about doing uh, digital electronics. So I, I just I would rather just buy one from somebody else. Um, so what you just saw just now is Robbie, his power went out. So uh, we may see him before the end of the episode. But... Uh, I didn't answer the question. I didn't answer what this generation lacks. <laughs> oh, oh, Ooh. oh, did we get him? Yeah, my power went out. Sorry about that. Nice. That's okay. It went out just in time. We're getting close to, to the end, I think, of our recording here, right? Uh, we were at just over an hour, hour and six. Yeah. Um, but I didn't answer the question. Perfect. Uh, so okay. yeah, th- so what does this generation lack? Um, they do kind of lack like a general toughness, you yeah. Know? Like, and and by no means am I like saying, like, I am not a tough guy. I, I, what are you, a I, tough guy? Huh? No, I'm, no, I'm not a tough guy. I would not walk in here tough person just in general but like the new generation is very soft 
Okay. And maybe that's just because they're young. Like, I maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna try and figure out why I think that, but I think that the the new generation is a lot softer. The new generation isn't going out in the streets and punching Nazis. That's true. I mean, I didn't do that either. Wait, you didn't? Not yet. I never. <sighs> I never got a chance to actually punch a Nazi. But I think luckily that comes down a lot to the fact that I haven't actually been in close proximity to a Nazi. That um, you know of. Thing is my Trump supporting neighbors. True. Eh, good enough. Just go punch them. I don't oh. advocate violence. <laughs> so, one thing I want to ask you guys, like, take, put yourself in the shoes of an anti-masker for a second. Because I know you guys, I know you're reasonable people, I know you wear a mask when you go in public. And you would never be so self-righteously offended for someone to tell you to put a mask on. But imagine your, imagine your life is knowingly walking into a place, breaking the rules of that place intentionally, standing behind your decision to break those rules, and then becoming extremely offended when someone asks you to obey those rules enough to leave. That ain't right. Imagine no, that's being, communist. Like, imagine being that fucking miserable. Like your whole life, everywhere you go, people piss you off. That would, I mean, like there is. I don't want to say that I feel sorry for people who are really genuinely, like, vehemently anti-mask, but like that is a pathetic existence to just roll around constantly being morbidly offended by normal things. Yeah. I like to to have that much of an emotional response to something that no one else thinks is a big deal, or like the majority of the world is doing their best to normalize, but, and you're just but their freedoms, Tommy. Their freedom, their yeah, freedom. They they want to go into a private business and have their own law. freedom. Well, yeah, I mean, you most certainly have your own freedom to wear no mask. Yeah outside of the walls of an establishment that has said if you shop here you got to wear a mask because that encroaches upon the freedom of the business owner and you're on their property exactly Mm -hmm. that's like if someone see the way you can explain to them is what if someone came into your house and didn't like that you told them to take their shoes off you know would you let them stay in your house if they didn't take their shoes off because they thought it was against their personal freedom no you'd fucking kick them out Especially, like, someone you've never met before. Right? Someone you've never met before who came to your house to ask you for help for something. Right? And then you say, oh, do you mind taking your shoes off? And they say, yes, I mind. Yeah. They want to get your floor dirty, and you want to get their air dirty. True. That is a really good analogy. I like that a lot. It's the same I was fucking just thinking, thing. Like, I was thinking earlier today because I I had... Uh, kind of witnessed a situation like that, and I was like, "Golly, like their life must suck right now." <laughs> like, I just I couldn't imagine being that upset all the time, everywhere I tried to go. It's they have nothing better to do. Apparently not. 
oh, this well. week. Hmm? I said, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Stopping. But uh, just for the record, fucking wear a mask. I don't feel bad for you if you don't wear a mask in public. Just say Wear a mask. <laughs> get a vaccine. Yes. Do it all. Unless you have like an actual medical condition that you can't wear a mask, which I don't know if there even is an actual medical condition, but here's, here's my issue with that. If you have a medical issue preventing you from wearing a mask because you have an issue breathing, COVID-19 attacks the lungs. And if you are immunocompromised by your medical condition preventing you from wearing a mask due to breathing issues, you don't want to get COVID. Right. Stay home. Like, if not, if you truly have a medical condition that requires that you don't wear a mask or don't restrict your breathing through a piece of paper over your face or a, or a T-shirt over your face, I, like... You don't yeah. want COVID. You should stay home. Absolutely. Huh. God, <laughs> that, that just that just rustles my jimmies. Yeah. It, it grinds your gears. Grinds my gears. It grinds my gears, boy. <laughs> like I would rather I would rather someone adamantly defend their freedom to not wear a mask than lie and say they have a medical condition. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lying and saying they have a medical condition is like the the retail employee equivalent at like a journeys of saying, yeah, let me go check in the back for you. They just go back there and like stand there for a few seconds and chuckle to them and come back out. Nope, sorry. (laughs) Yep. Well, you guys want to call it? I think that's it. I think we did. I think we did good. Uh, Get your tattoos from Seven's Hours at uh, at poison apple tattoos and clear water wear a mask get vaccinated uh don't put your dick in an internet connected chastity cage <laughs> why yeah. not and, uh, smoke some weed in new york yeah yeah well, leftovers at midnight episode 20 Deuce. bye, bye.